Hello, hello, everyone. Good evening. Buonasera in Italian. Uh, good evening to everybody. Welcome. Welcome tonight. Hello to our moderators. Hello to our Ark of Grace team. Thank you for helping me and Chris do what we do for the Lord. Yes, yay. Someone, people are writing here. Here's Karen. Here she goes. She's getting all excited and pumped up. Here we go. Yay. Well, I'm trying, I'm getting pumped up for this. So praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Grace, the dove is out. She's actually there right now. So welcome to everybody coming on. Uh, we got a lot of intense stuff to get into tonight. Uh, there was a dream I had in the early hours of yesterday morning. Um, and we're going to get into it because it's a dream and a prophetic word all in one. And, uh, it's deep. So, we're going deep here. People of God need to go deep in this season. Um, we can't stay on the surface. We can't be superficial. We cannot do these things anymore. We have to go deeper with the Lord. So welcome, welcome. I'm going to open up in prayer. I'm going to show you some, uh, a couple pictures, and then we're going to get into all of this. So Father God, in the precious name of your son, Jesus Christ, we come before you, Lord. We praise you that you are God. You are almighty God, Adonai, high and lifted up far above every power, principality, and might. We give you all the glory, honor, and praise due your name. Lord, we humble ourselves before you this day, asking that the pull of the flesh becomes less in our lives, so you, your will, and your power become more in our lives. Father, we acknowledge you sent your son, Yeshua HaMashiach, to the earth, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. He was the Passover lamb, the sacrifice for our sins. He died at Calvary. He purchased us by the shedding of his blood, and that blood dripped onto the mercy seat. And a transaction happened that day. We were bought with the highest price, the blood of Jesus. Father, we praise you. He rose again in three days, ascended back into heaven, took his rightful place at the right hand of the Father, where he rules and reigns forevermore and is our advocate before the throne of God. He is our mediator. We praise you, Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we invite your presence and the presence of the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKadosh, to fill this place, to fill this room, to lead and guide in all wisdom, counsel, might, power, and the reverential fear of the Lord. By the power of the blood of Jesus Christ, by the spirit of the one true living God, may only the truth and power with, of Almighty God with authority come forth in Jesus' name. Father, we take authority in the name of Jesus Christ that we have through Christ Jesus, that every plot scheme, contract, assignment, weaponry, blueprint, attack, strategy, sabotage, hindrance, interference, violence, slander, intimidation, bullying, threat, and the like of the enemy, satanic agents, dark forces, unclean spirits, familiar spirits, weak, willing vessels, and the like would attempt, Father God, against us. I command in the name of Jesus Christ, be broken, canceled, aborted, destroyed, dismantled, disabled, thwarted, disrupted, blocked, nullified, voided disarmed and bound in the name of Jesus Christ and cast back to the dry places, pits and places from which it came from to be bound there in the name of Jesus Christ and not return or have anything sent in its place. Father, take all the glory for yourself. You are the potter. We are indeed the clay. You are the author and finisher of our faith. Father God, you deserve all the glory, honor and praise without your breath of life in us. We don't have life. We say, Hashi Venu Adonai, come to us, Lord, in the precious name of Jesus Christ, Yeshua. Amen and amen. And Baruch Hashem to our Jewish brothers and sisters out there. Praise be to God. Okay. Now, let us begin. 
Let us begin this journey, this very interesting one we're about to embark on. Um, so I wanted to show you a couple of pictures first before we get into some heavy stuff here. Okay. Uh, and two of, well, actually, I, I know we I was supposed to broadcast last night. Sadie, one of the cats here, had dental surgery yesterday, and they ended up having to pull seven teeth. So I decided to move the broadcast as well because I could not have Chris running upstairs frantic because something is wrong with Sadie and I'm on a live broadcast. So we just decided to move it to tonight. Praise the Lord. And the Lord was able to give more insight also. So it gave me more time with the Lord. Uh, it gave Barbara some time to pray also. And so here we go. So let me just show you some pictures from this week. Here's Chester in the teepee that we have for them. Let me tell you, they are so spoiled. Our staff here treats them so well. Chester has a heated blanket on underneath. He's got a heated blanket underneath that blanket that's keeping him nice and warm in his little teepee uh, that is named the Ark. So there's Chester. Uh, and this I call fine Bruce. I know there's not many pictures of Bruce. This was Bruce this morning. Um, obviously, you know, he, he's, uh, you know, he's playing coy here. He was hiding amongst the decorations, trying to look like one. Uh, and people go, oh my goodness, is your tree still back there? Yes, it is. And I'm going to tell you why. Up in New York, the only thing that is green in the winter are firs and pine trees. So I decorate for the seasons, right? So I decorate for fall. I decorate for winter. I decorate for spring and summer. So winter decor obviously has to involve the only green thing that is green in New York in the winter. Uh, and so I also like it because uh, it's lights and I love light and there are lights on it. Uh, and so basically it reminds me that we can look so dull until the light of God shines through. That tree looks like nothing till the light comes through and it's like, wow. So basically, uh, yes, you're not seeing things. And, and this picture was taken this morning. Br the elusive Bruce, that's what we're going to call that title. The elusive Bruce. Yep. It's a winter tree is exactly what it is. Okay. So, oh my goodness, we have a new member coming to the sanctuary and I'm not going to tell you what it is, uh, but this member, new resident, uh, is coming soon. Uh, and so as we get closer, maybe I'll start giving some clues. Yep. Woohoo. Everyone's excited. Yep. New member coming at the staff is already excited. Uh, and so basically you have a new member coming. Okay. So let's get this up because this is a dream and a prophetic word that is kind of all, um, in one. And I know that you're looking at the title and you're going like, what is this? Okay. So what happened was I had a dream. That's how Martin Luther King started off too, didn't he? The great Martin Luther King, who we who we love and uh, who who did so much. But I had a dream. So basically, it was in the early hours of the seventeenth of January. This goes deep. So we're going deep. You need to stretch your roots. You need to go deeper with the Lord. You can't stay on the surface and have people feed you the same porridge all the time. 
because it's not going to stretch you. You're not going to grow and you need to grow in the Lord to hear the deeper things of the Lord, to hear the Lord more, to listen to his instruction more, to obey it properly. If that makes sense. Okay. So here was the dream early hours of the 17th of January. And this is what it was. Now, part of this is going to sound a little weird, but it all fits together. I was in what looked to be some sort of hotel, lobby, slash restaurant, and offices like a hub, okay? I was at a table that was against the wall, um, and it was like a light-colored wooden table, okay? There is what appeared to be, keyword food put before me, appeared. Okay, what was put before me what appeared, what looked to be a very long pork roast or ham, um, a sizable one covered in some type of reddish glaze, and next to it, the head of a much older pig, just the head, okay? Now, I know this is going to sound awful, but stay with me. The head of the old pig was still moving. The snout was moving. It started to move, and I jumped. Okay. At the same time, this happens, the roast, and no, I did not have pizza before bed. You're going to under, you're, you're going to understand this all by the time we're done with it. The roast stands up on all fours and it's a smaller pig that is younger looking, not very young, but younger looking. This smaller pig begins to attack the head of the other pig. Okay. Before this happened, I took compassion on the on the old pig that had nothing but his head left. Um, I took compassion on for a moment, but I promptly stood up in disgust, in complete disgust when I saw what was happening because the younger pig was now going after this older pig that had nothing but its head left, okay? And they're doing it on a table in front of me. I walked around the table and I saw a black box inside the head of the older pig. I marched myself through this busy hub. Actually, as I'm going in disgust, a group of three airline captains passed me by. One happened to be a black woman. Uh, they appeared to be Delta pilots or captains. I'm searching for a manager. When I come to a desk with a man in his early 20s, frantically trying to make what appeared to be posters. At this point, I was incensed and asked for a manager and yelled, I am not eating this. I am not eating this. And I said, and I have 350,000 subscribers who would love to know what you are serving. The man appeared to get very nervous, almost frozen. He was actually trying to hide these posters that he was making under the desk. So he literally was trying to frantically make these posters and then hide them under the desk. He got nervous and was almost frozen in fear at what I was actually saying. He had a green hoodie on. Uh, and when I confronted him and said, I'm not eating this and I'm not doing this, uh, I woke up. 
So now this is going to get very interesting very fast. So I spoke uh, to Barbara as well and had her pray because I knew something was going on here that had to do with what, what is coming in this nation and in other countries. Okay. So, because at first I'm going, Lord, you know, sometimes the Lord shows you things that it's not pleasant, but he's doing it to prove a point. He's doing it to teach you something and to show you something about the spiritual nature of things going on that are affecting the physical. Interestingly enough, when I started to do some research, pork barrel or simply pork is a metaphor for the appropriation of government spending for localized projects secured solely or primarily to bring money to a representative's district. So it's something that is secured from the government to bring to a certain representative's district for certain projects. And it's called pork. Uh, another definition, a bill or project requiring considerable, gov considerable government spending in a locality to the benefit of the legislators' constituents. So, there was, um, for some reason, pork is associated more with presidential and governmental matters than other things are. And this is where you get this pork barrel or pork spending from or spending bills and too much pork and, 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 and so on and so forth. Now, what does all of this mean? You have two pigs. They're the same animal, right? This, if they're the same animal. We know what pork barrel means associated with the government as well. We're also going to get into the biblical side of that. So it's the same party. So the two pigs represent the same party. They're from the same party. One is trying to have power over the other. They're the same party. We're not dealing with two parties here. It's the same party. One is trying to have power over the other. There isn't much left of the other. Remember the older pig that, that was just the head? There isn't much left of the other except a large old head. Two heads of state. One is trying to take the weaker of the two out within the same party. Now, that black box, if you think about black box recordings, right, and things of that nature, the black box in that head is represents, one of the representations of it is the media, okay? If you recall a black box, especially on airplanes as well, maybe that's why I saw the Delta pilots records, right? So it, it represents the media. The pig head, the, the, just the one that had the head where the black box was in has something to do with the media and the other is trying to get rid of it. The other, the one with the box, the one with the box in his head, the black box is being favored by the media. That box was also keeping that head propped up 
because that box in there was the only thing giving that head any definition because I got up and I walked around. Now, what prompted me to do that in the dream? I don't know. Maybe it's my analytical nature, but I got up and I walked around and started examining what the hey, hey was going on. And that black box was keeping that head. It was all that was keeping that head propped up that had very little life left in it. Both pigs are jockeying for the same seat, except the one with just the head has little defenses left and people don't want either of them. I was disgusted at the whole thing. I didn't want either. I got up and disgusted and was like, no, they tried to pawn it off as something it wasn't. When they served it to me, and I'm going to tell you who I represent in this in a minute, but when they served it to me, they were trying to make it look edible. They were trying to make it look like food. They were trying to deceptively give me something that was completely inedible. Okay? Now, so they're jockeying for the same seat, and people don't want either of them. However, the media is trying to force the bigger one, the one with just the head where the black box is in. The media keeps pushing that one. This smaller pig that had was a whole pig, all its limbs, had all its hooves, had everything, okay, is trying to go for and tear the head. So the smaller pig is literally going for the head. The small pig is trying to take out the head. Okay. And attack it. And the smaller was standing. Now this is interesting food for thought with its hooves. Pigs have hooves. Okay. It was standing on a table. The table is smooth. Pigs normally with their hooves have trouble getting traction or any animal with hooves, with a split hoof would have trouble getting traction on a smooth surface. However, somehow this pig was getting its stability from grabbing on to that head, okay, and tugging at it. Because technically speaking, split hooves on a smooth surface cannot stand, okay, just an FYI. Okay. Both pigs were being served up on that table. They were both being served, okay? So these pigs represent one who is diminishing in power and the other pig is holding the secrets, okay? One is diminishing in power, one is holding the secrets and and know the secrets as to what is going on behind the scenes. Now, remember the three Delta airline pilots. Delta's hub is in Atlanta, So something Atlanta and something to do with this is going to surface somehow because Delta's hub is in Atlanta. There were three captains, okay? They had their little black bags with them. So they were obviously, it looked to be going onto a flight, okay? These people, because it was like the restaurant and the desks, and the airline captains, and the this, these people represent the hub in different parts of the world. That's what this represents also, because as well, the United States 
is a hub, right? International flights, hub of finance for different parts of the world as well. Okay, we have the stock market here. They are trying to serve this to the people. They are trying to serve something inedible that wants to take out its own. Something that the people don't want and they're trying to take out their own. They are trying to serve the people. They are diminishing in power. Now, the young man at the desk, because he was the only one I could find for some reason, who does he represent in this? What they are trying to indoctrinate the children and the people with. The young man frantically getting those posters ready, okay? He represents as well paid protests, paid protesters. He represents something along that line because he was frantically like trying to print out these enormous posters and hide them under his desk. So that's who he represents in this. And he knows what's going on, this young man, because when I went over there and caught him, so very aware he is of what was happening um, at that table. So the smaller pig, so back to the two pigs now, the smaller pig is trying to peed off of the pig that only has its head and the secrets and one is going down. This has to do with also somehow in the mix here. And Barbara said this this morning, and then this came to me in a very unusual way today, but this has to do also with Europe and Mexico. Their money and influence is involved as well. Their money, their influence is involved in what we see going on. They are stocking themselves up to feed this unclean garbage to the people. This is what this is. Unclean, unedible, um, strife-filled garbage to the people. And it's going to take the righteous, the apostles, the seasoned prophets, the pastors to rise up in this hour. You see, what happened is, what did I do? I rose up. I got up from my table. I was no longer going to stay at my seat. I was no longer going to keep my seat parked there. I was no longer going to be quiet. And I stood up. I rose up as uh, at, uh, at what I had witnessed. So I represent the people. I also represent the seasoned people in the prophetic. The smaller pig that was trying to feed off of that pig head is going to try and regain power. Whoever that is, they are going to try and regain power. Leviticus 11.27. Now, God at this point forbids Moses and his followers to eat swine, okay? He doesn't forbid them to pet or to touch a live animal, but he deals with the eating and the carcass and, and a dead body, okay, of an animal. Because it parts the hoof, but does not chew the cud. Furthermore, the prohibition goes, of their flesh you shall not eat, and their carcass you shall not touch. A, a carcass is from a dead animal. They are unclean to you. That message is later reinforced in Deuteronomy. They are considered unclean to eat. They were unclean. One was pretty much a carcass, right? And the other 
was trying to be served as food and stood up alive. Both unclean if we tie this biblically to the laws in Leviticus. So we've got two unclean animals of the same party. Okay. Animals of the same kind. And one is taking advantage of the fact the other has just a head left and cannot defend itself and has very little power left, if we look at it that way. Now, December 14th, 2022, I had released a word from the Lord. I'm going to read to you this excerpt because it has to do also with this dream as well, okay? So this dream, I think, is furthering uh, these things and what is to come. Okay. And says the spirit of the Lord this day, there is a spear being thrown into your nation, says the Lord, a spear, and it shall hit and trigger a fault line, a fault line that's capitalized. For there is a standard of accountability begun to be raised. And those in your nation who have made backdoor deals to attempt to save themselves while hurting my capital children and attempting to derail what I, the Lord God, intend to do, they shall find themselves locked out. That's capitalized. Woe unto you, says the Lord. Woe unto you who have made deals with the corrupt to keep your seats, for you are merely seat warmers, and you have signed your own certificate of removal, says the Lord, for an incident shall occur in the house where there shall be a removal of two house members from their seat, and it shall tip the scales of justice even more as their plans to derail investigations as they have their liaisons hard at work shall fail. Their plans to smear those who have taken a stand with frivolous matters and sheer lies. The smear campaign shall befall them. Instead, says the Lord, a campaign is going forth unlike any you have ever seen, says the Lord. There shall be sudden challenges, and I, the Lord, will require a full commitment to me, that's capitalized, in order to rise to the occasion, to rise above the fray. You shall not be in the squabble. You shall be above it. Listen, O you leaders, that's capitalized, the squabble and the backbiting. What was that pig doing to the other pig? Literally biting it from its back. The squabble and the backbiting shall be your downfall if you so choose to quarrel with pigs in a pen. I am requiring you leaders to come above such and listen to me, that's capitalized, and walk in truth and in uprightness, for you shall catch an updraft and soar, that's capitalized, above such. Do not get yourself entangled in the maze of the media, for it is a maze meant to confuse. Do not, that's capitalized, for I, the Lord thy God, am shining a giant spotlight on the issues, the real issues, that's capitalized, for what has been layered above the real issues is nothing but the fat of lies and embellishments. And that has been, and that layer is being cut off, says the Lord. Entitlements are being exposed. I feel this falling. I'm sorry. Entitlements are being exposed, says the Lord, for there are entitlements that have gone under the cover of other spending, pork, 
under the cover of other spending that Congress has attempted to give themselves and their informants. Yes, Capitol, within the House and the Senate, there are those in their seats who are paying informants to spy on their constituents and to spy on the opposite party. Seeing red, says the Lord, seeing red. That is an excerpt from a word from December 14th, which ties right in to what this dream is about. Now, this word also came before the fight in the House occurred. Keep in mind, not the dream, the prophetic word from December 14th came before the fight in the House with McCarthy occurred. Okay, now let's go back to the dream about these pigs and this hub and these pilots and this kid with the posters. They are unclean. They are detestable. That's why they're both pigs. And why, that's why one only has his head left and the other one looked like a roast and wasn't. They're unclean. They are detestable and people are not going to buy it. God's kids, God's children are getting ready to mount up and rise up. What did I do? I rose up in disgust. I didn't stay there. I didn't sit down and continue to partake of their delicate dainties that are deceit. I rose up and I had had enough. Seasoned prophets, those in leadership who are grounded and can see what others cannot. In the dream, I represent the church, the children of God, and the people in the prophetic rising up. Uh, one, the one with the head, so the pig that only had the head, is diminishing in power. And the other pig who was had his whole body, what was sm relatively was small, his head was very small compared to this other one is trying to feed off of the is trying to feed off of this unclean head who is an unclean person with the unclean spirits that knows the secrets that black box also represents darkness and secrets because it was locked away it was locked away in there um that kid in his 20s he was most definitely printing propaganda. He was frantically trying to print it. He had no clue what he was printing, by the way. He truly did not understand what he was printing, and he was trying to store it under a desk so it wouldn't be seen. It represents the indoctrination that is attempting to go on. Yes, that is a very good point to point out, Karen. Pigs are highly intelligent creatures. I know we have two at the sanctuary. They have the intelligence of a four-year-old child. They are one of the smartest animals ranked in the world. They are at the top of the list for the smartest animals in the world. So these are not stupid people we're dealing with. They're unclean. They're in slop. They're filled with secrets. They're attacking their own kind and so on. Some church leaders, listen to what I'm going to say, now are involved with these pigs in indoctrinating the people and taking away their power. Just like the Pharisees were involved with Rome. Just like the Pharisees were involved with Rome to keep people under Roman rule you have church leaders that are now involved with the pigs that are assisting them. 
So we're dealing with two leaders here. One had a lot of power, and now the power is very much diminished. And one is smaller, but is making a power move to go after the head, okay? That Delta, too. Delta's logo is a triangle, right? It's got a triangle, but the triangle has a space and it's got a little piece on the bottom. I would just, I would just keep that in mind. Just keep that in mind because wasn't Delta also a variant? Just saying, just saying. So just keep that in mind. Um, the pigs also represent the House of Representatives and certain officials who are going down in the House of Representatives. Whatever has transpired in Congress, there are seats that are about to go down. McCarthy, interestingly enough, fought tooth and nail to get in there. Now there may have been a lot of money pushed there may have been a lot of pork thrown around. And then it looks as if he tried to go by force. It looks as if he tried to go by force um, and go after the few that were holding out that did not like what they were seeing. The kingdom suffers violence and the violent take it by force. The House of Representatives, in some cases is diminishing in some cases. People are going to be stripped. And by 2024, it's going to be one heck of a race that we're going to see. Whoever is deceiving now and planting seeds. So this is the second part of this now, okay? The second part of this now goes into tears because there's a lot of uncleanness being planted, okay? So whoever is deceiving now and planting seeds is going to grow up tares, and those tares are going to come fast. No wheat, all tares. Those in the government and outside of the government who are unclean and undetestable and, and, and just completely detestable, whatever they plant right now are going to come up tares. No wheat at all. Our country has to be redeemed by the Lord because what they are getting ready to do, the tares are going to be their judgment. The leaders are planting seeds that are unclean and unholy. And they're doing this in various countries. And this country, their judgment shall be their tares. And they shall have nothing. And this is why the church has to rise up. Literally, the church has to be instrumental in this. Because it's the Lord that has to redeem this because of all the unclean seeds that have been planted. Like literally no wheat. No wheat. Matthew 13, 24 through 29. Another parable he put forth to them saying, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came down. His enemy came down. And so tears amongst the wheat 
and went his way. But when the grain had sprouted and produced a crop, then the tares also appeared. So the servants of the owner came and said to him, sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it, ta- uh, how does it have tares? He said to them, an enemy has done this. The servants said to him, do you want us to go and gather them up? But he said, no, lest while you gather up the tares, you also uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And at the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, first gather together the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. January 2nd, 2023, I gave a word from the Lord, and this ties into this also. And this is what it says. And says the spirit of the Lord this day, what was conceived in the years past, what was planted and tilled last year shall indeed put forth a crop this year, says the Lord. What you have sown, you will most definitely reap the harvest in accordance to your deed and actions and obedience to the Lord. For if you have sown deception and greed, you will most certainly reap such being returned unto you, says the Lord. If you have sown manipulating and driving out uh, and bringing forth to further your interests, your interest shall sink in 2023. For there shall be no harvest upon dry parched land, and you shall wander those wilderness areas until you so choose to stop your childish games and ways and grow up, that's capitalized in me, that's capitalized, says the Lord. For those who have tilled and planted and been faithful servants, who have not gone rogue, who have not attempted to piggyback or take someone else's harvest, the blessings meant for them, you have slipped in and attempted to steal. Your seeds shall be taken from you, says the Lord. Your operation shall buckle in the heart that's capitalized of its conception, says the Lord. For the faithful servants who have tilled, who have allowed me to go before them and open doors, who have not attempted to push and bang down what is not theirs to enter, what the faithful have tilled in the year just past, you shall see incredible growth in this coming year. Growth and fruit you never expected shall come forth. I am the vine, you are the branches, says the Lord, and the branches shall be able to bear much weight and shall be fortified to do so, says the Lord. There are those who have gone the way of Cain, the way of Sodom, the way of the wilderness, the way of the West, in parentheses, Abraham and Lot, because Lot went from the East towards the West, towards Sodom. Delusions of grandeur indeed, and that delusion shall indeed bubble over in the coming year, for there are those who are not grounded enough and have been swayed to do such things for growth and notoriety, and I, the Lord, shall push back and put them in their place. For when you leave the path I have set before you for the wilderness and thorns and briars and weeds, many are entering a very weeded, capitals, area filled with weeds, capitalized, and not enough wheat. Wheat is capitalized. You shall see two kinds of blooming, a field of wheat, a field of tares, and those who have mixed the tares with the wheat. Well, their tares shall poison the wheat. The wheat supply shall be poisoned, says the Lord. 
This year the church shall be shaken. It shall, that's capitalized, for I, the Lord thy God, have decreed it, and it has gone forth on a scroll, the sifting and shaking of the church, for its walls are void and empty of the Holy Spirit. The enemy himself has sat in their pews and listened and laughed, that's capitalized, because there is no capital power. For behold, I have given unto you the power, capitalized, unto you, capitalized and yet you so easily have given it away this is the year of decision the valley of decision for your nation and for your lives and the spirit of the lord says this day do not capital puff up leaders on the brink of catastrophe for they are skimming the edge of the cliff on the brink says the lord I, the Lord, do not, that's capitalized, give a free pass to behave as you wish and be given such power. The enemy so does, and there is a severe price to pay for such. However, I, the Lord, do no such thing. You will have to carry my capital mantle and all capitals. Be bold enough to stand your ground with my word. And what I, the Lord, deem a union, what I, the Lord, deem righteous, what I, the Lord, deem holy, the ego will not hold and will deflate fast. You cannot ride on a name, says the Lord. You cannot, for it is sputtering, says the Lord. It is sputtering. Supporting what I, the Lord, call detestable is a mark and a stain on you, O leaders. Behold, I have set before you death and life, blessing and cursing. You, capital, must choose which path to embark down, for this is the fork in the road, says the Lord. Choose wisely, for your future and positions depend on it. That was January 2nd, 2023. Interesting, huh? Now I'm going to tell you, and this is something that I perceive to be the Lord had me jot down. You have Daniel, you have Jeremiah, you have Joseph, and you have others who had to submit themselves to being used by God in an environment that was not ideal. Where pagans ruled, where rebellious kings ruled, where they were all protected, meaning Daniel, Jeremiah, Joseph were protected, however mightily used of God. And I think some are waiting for things to improve, for the country to get better. No, you take the first step now and watch where God utilizes you. Where others did not want to tread, where others hesitated. You go, here I am, Lord. Here I am, your servant. And allow the Lord to plant you in areas others could not grow. And you will flourish. Don't hesitate because the conditions don't look perfect. Don't let others convince you that you have to wait for that reason. Because help is arising from elsewhere then. You be what arises under the will of God. There are those right now also who are producing a nice aroma, but it's not edible. It smells nice. It may look nice. It may sound nice, but it's not edible. It has no sustenance and it will not bring nourishment and growth. You want what brings nourishment and growth where you have to grow in the Lord, where you are compelled to grow in the Lord, where you are convicted to grow in the Lord, not where you are being stagnated, not where you're not being taken into deeper things, not where you're being just spoon fed porridge because you need 
deep roots to weather all sorts of circumstance. And you need to bear good fruit. You need to have deep roots and you need to bear good fruit so you don't uproot in this time. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, and you know, these two pigs, they represent the same party. And it may not be the Democratic Party because we already know what they are. We already know what they are. I'm just saying food for thought. Food for thought in this because this is deep. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Lord gave more insight in the weeks to come on this dream. Um, But the people are not going to take being served what is unclean, what is detestable, what is a carcass anymore. Yes, the, 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 the roast that stood up and was the whole pig, but it was a smaller pig, had this red, it almost looked like red glazed something on it. But the people need to get to a point of complete disgust where they go, I'm not going for this. I am not eating this. You are not going to serve this to me and tell me it is clean and it is edible because it's not. And that's what they're trying to do. They keep trying to serve from the same party and pawn it off as edible, as sustenance, as clean, as healthy, Because we all know all of that was not healthy. It wasn't healthy. It was deformed. It was a deception because the one that looked like a roast stood up all of a sudden, you know, looked like it had no power, looked like it was just laying there, looked like it wasn't going to do anything, and suddenly stood up and attacked. That is a clue, too. Suddenly stood up and went on the attack. And the people have to finally say, enough. You are not serving this to us. We are not believing it. The is not serving this to us. We are not partaking of this. We are not sitting at your table with your delicate dainties, and you force us to eat this. We are getting up from Jezebel and Ahab's table. We are getting up from the table of uncleanness. We are getting up from the table of deception. We are getting up from the table of lies. We are getting up from the table of propaganda. We are getting up from the table of ungodliness and unholiness and enough and stand up. And I marched and I was determined to find someone. You know, once you hit the nuclear button on an Italian woman, I will tell you, and my husband will tell you, you have 10 seconds to hide behind a piece of furniture because we're going to blow. And the nuclear button was detonated in the dream. 
And I shot up and I saw everything in all its disgust. It was not hidden. There was no way they could serve it. There was no way they could present it that could make it look clean. And I marched through that hub until I find I found that kid who was nervously and frantically producing propaganda. Probably didn't even know or understand most of what he was producing. And I wanted to speak to a manager. I demanded to speak to the manager. Who is a manager? The head. Someone that's in charge. And I demanded to speak to somebody in charge. And I told them they would all, me and the subscribers, love to know what you're serving. They would love to know that this is what you're serving. Well, we're blowing the whistle tonight. This is what they're serving. And it's both parties doing it. It's both parties serving up the same garbage. And I think that's why I was so offended in the dream. But at least we know with one party... All of the filth. The other party's gotten in the pig pen also. The other party. But this smaller pig went right for the head. And this, this pig that just had its head left was old. It was old. It was an old pig. It wasn't young. It wasn't a baby. It was old. And this smaller pig that also wasn't a spring chicken but wasn't old attacked it. Literally got up and attacked it. Looked, you know, looked like a, uh, you know, a lame duck for a minute, you know, just laying there like it wasn't going to harm anyone. And boom, got up and attacked. I would watch for that. I would watch for that. And they were served up at the same time. They were served up at the same time. So they were supposed to be together. Listen, they're supposed to be together. They were served at the same time on the same plate. They were supposed to, or the same platter. They were supposed to be together. And one got up and attacked the head. They're supposed to be together. They're supposed to be the same. And one got up and attacked the other when it saw that the other was in a complete position of weakness, being propped up by no more than the, than the rants of the media. Just watch. We'll, it's going to become clear who they are. It's going to become real clear who they are very soon. But this is going to set the stage for 2024. This is going to set the stage. And we as God's people are to stand up, say we're not eating this anymore. Deeply root ourselves in the Lord. Go deeper with the Lord. Go where we're supposed to go. Be positioned where we're supposed to be. Mature. Let the wheat mature. 
and come into alignment with what the Lord wants to do. Even if it isn't in ideal conditions, we cannot wait for ideal conditions for the Lord to utilize us. And there are some out here that would have you believe to wait around for ideal conditions to begin to happen. And then look what God's going to do. No, no, no. Look what God's going to do now. God loves less than ideal. He thrives in that because his strength is made perfect in our weakness. He's the great equalizer. And so less than ideal is the perfect opportunity for the miraculous power of God in its infinite state to work in this nation to work in the church, to work in our lives. Let me tell you something. When the Lord told me that I was going to start feeding ducks every day, and I was really very sick, so this was something that was going to be difficult for me to do, to walk that distance every day and commit to this and do this and go through the pain of it. It wasn't ideal. It would have been much easier for me to wait till I completely got better and just can, can just skip right down there. It wasn't ideal, but I said yes. And out of that was birthed something incredible. When the Lord told me to start doing Ark of Grace, right? Ministries. The conditions weren't ideal. I wasn't 100% whole. Chris's brain the pressure had started to build so much that his personality completely changed. It was not an ideal environment. It was not something good. You know, I, the Lord told me a year prior to start it, knowing within, within a year or about a year, there was going to be the rupture in his brain. And then the Lord told me I had to stay with it while my husband is in the hospital with tons of tubes coming out of him on life support. And I had to stay with it. It wasn't ideal. But because I said yes, and I buckled down, and I did it when it wasn't comfortable and it wasn't ideal, God did something incredible. He miraculously touched my husband. He he delivered him from death. He brought him home. He raised up Ark of Grace Ministries. He raised up Ark of Grace Sanctuary. All because I agreed to do it when it wasn't comfortable for me. It's easy when it's comfortable. Trust me, you think having all these animals around is comfortable for my husband? Just ask him. (laughs) He'll tell you. And trust me, our house is very clean and in order. Some people have two pets don't have a house that's in order. But for somebody with a brain injury, having all that stimulation of all those animals around sometimes can be difficult. And trust me, I hear it. But he pushes on. (laughs) He presses on. It's not going to be ideal when the Lord asks you to do something. It's going to be a great step of faith and buckling down and rooting yourself and being willing for him to push you and grow you more than you've ever been grown and pushed. That's how this nation's going to get delivered. Not because one person. Or two people are just going to miraculously come in and save it. There is one 
that can miraculously save it. And his name is Almighty God, Adonai, Ruach Elohim, the spirit of the living God, hovering over the nation. Hovering. Waiting for the appointed time, for the agreement. We have to understand that. A king never saved the nation of Israel. The Lord used the most unlikely of people to be raised up to save the nation of Israel. He used Moses, who was raised in Pharaoh's own house, killed an Egyptian, and then went into the wilderness to be a shepherd for 40 years before the Lord called him. You have Joseph, who was a Hebrew, in an Egyptian prison, and Egyptians looked down on Hebrews, and they looked down on shepherds, and the Lord used him in very not ideal conditions. It's not going to be ideal. David had to go through so much stuff before he became the king of Israel. He had to be put through his paces. But it was always God. It was God who struck Goliath. He utilized a shepherd boy to strike Goliath and kill him. But it was God who presented those conditions and allowed them to occur. It was Hezekiah who called out to the Lord when he was surrounded and the Rabshakas were saying what they were saying for the king of Assyria. It was the Lord who caused a rumor to be heard and him to leave. Man can come into agreement with the plan of God and God can utilize them, but it is not man alone that saves. It is almighty God who gives his power onto man when they come into agreement with his will and they come into surrender and obedience in order to work for circumstances to change. Do you know what would happen if the Lord just let everybody do what they wanted and he just flipped everything a year ago? Two years ago, people go right back to acting like Sodom and Gomorrah. They wouldn't have learned a darn thing. At least people are starting to learn stuff now. At least they're starting to wake up. At least they're starting to see things. At least more people are starting to turn to the Lord. Taking a bunch of slaves who just got free to the Red Sea who can't swim wasn't ideal. But the Lord makes a way where there seems to be no way. To Lord, it didn't matter if it was ideal because he's God. He makes a way and delivers in a way man doesn't see coming. Unless they are tuned in to what the Lord wants. And when Moses looked at the Lord and said, what do I do? And he said, stretch out your staff over the sea. Moses obeyed. He didn't understand why. The Lord didn't say, stretch out your staff. The waters are going to part. I'm going to bring you across. Pharaoh's going to run in. No, 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 no. 
It was stretch out your staff over the sea. And Moses obeyed. See, that was Moses' part right there. He had to obey. He had to do what God asked him to do. God is the one who then parted those waters. You see, we just have to obey the part God is asking us to do. God then parts it. God then deals with the rest. God knows the rest of the plan. God knows the rest of the order. God knows the appointed time. We have to stretch out our staff. We have to do it when God's asking us to do it in less than ideal circumstances. We have to do that. And that's when you see the miraculous happen. Not when you're using someone else as a crutch or a savior or anything of that nature. Leaders need God to lead victoriously. They do. And not just dipping their toe in and testing the waters. Full surrender and commitment and obedience to God. David was a very flawed man, but he kept coming back to the Lord. Very flawed. But he kept coming back to the Lord. He kept coming back. And when he did something he shouldn't have done, he repented. You can't keep pushing the envelope of what is detestable and unholy and unpleasing to God and expect that an Absalom isn't going to rise up and try to take your kingdom. And Absaloms rise up even when you do sometimes do what is right in the eyes of the Lord. But you can't keep pushing the envelope is what I'm saying of what is unholy, unpleasing, unacceptable, what is rebellious, what is being stiff necked, what is being and keep pushing that envelope. And expecting the Lord to broaden the influence, to broaden the authority. Because he already knows how you use it. This is why you have to be so careful. You have to be careful. We have to be careful. This is truth coming from Almighty God to you because he wants you to be in the right mind and maturity of thought for what he's doing and what he's going to do. When you put all your eggs in one basket, when you put all your hopes on man, you constantly get disappointed and you walk away from your faith because you blame God. It wasn't God. You put your hope in a man. You put all of your hope and faith in a fallible man. And you wonder why you're disappointed. Can't do that. You cannot do that. You cannot put your faith and hope in government either because it will fail you. God doesn't fail. Man does. I would rather be under the authority and the instruction of a holy, perfect God that doesn't fail, that sees all things and knows all things, and that could navigate me than a man that has sown minefields, than a man that is 
wrestling with themselves and can't seem to get it together. I don't want to do that. The Lord raises up kings and he brings them down. Raises up leaders and he brings them down. You got a bunch of pigs quarreling right now, trying to tear each other up and eat the other and take the other and destroy the other when it looks like an opportune time. But you see, it wasn't opportune because the second that happened, I rose up in disgust and I said, that's it. And I went to go do something about it. So they may think this is an opportune time. They may think 2023 is a good time. They may think going into 2024 is a good time. No. Not a good time for them. For what they're doing. Because the people, the children of God, the church, the seasoned, they're rising up and they're going deeper and they're speaking the true sobering truth of God to get people in alignment and right so they can do their part, so they can activate their faith and so they can be part of the move that happens in this nation. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I think that's where I'm going to end. Woo. Oh my goodness. You know, the prodigal son found himself in a pig pen, eating the food of the pigs. Because that is how detestable his life became by his choices. It's the same with leadership right now. It's the same. So all glory be to God. He gets all the glory and we are truly nothing without him. So, oh my goodness. We're at an hour and six minutes. I think this is where I'm going to end. I am going to be seeing some of you at Reawaken America. We're looking very forward to praying over people and to really being used as vessels of the Lord to speak what he wants said and to do what he wants done. So we're looking very forward to seeing many of you there. Please pray for us as we go forth. Um, and just please pray for us in general. Pray for Sadie that she has a recovery now that she had seven teeth taken out with no issues. And uh, pray for strength for us as we go forth. Wisdom, protection. And thank you for all of you who pray. Thank you for all of uh, who have just been such a blessing to us. For those of you who even watch, because nobody even has to look in our direction, honestly. And I'm being very honest about this. Nobody has to look in our direction. So we praise the Lord. He allows us to do what we do. We really do. So thank you, everyone. Um, Gus is here with Chris downstairs. They're hanging out. Two buds. So, uh, and I have to get to finishing for tonight because we are, we are getting ready tomorrow to, uh, to embark on this. Uh, I, we, we, we will work on having a gathering here in New York. So we are going to work on that, uh, and see what we can do, um, and who we can do it with. So we will get back to you with that. I know a lot of people have asked us to have a gathering in New York. I'm hoping we can do it. I'm praying we can do it. So 
Just pray for us with that. Okay. So as usual now, and also I don't know why they're playing commercials um, at the beginning because I didn't agree like to monetize, meaning like I don't automatically monetize videos on YouTube. In fact, that's why we, um, we bless the businesses we do and put them up instead, because I really don't want to monetize on YouTube. Um, if I can help it. So I don't know why that's happening. Just so everyone knows, we'll look into it. Uh, just don't think, you know, we're automatically doing it. Um, we will have our social media team look into why that's happening because it's a little weird. Uh, but we will get back to you on that. So thank you everyone. We're going to play, uh, what we have started playing at the end. Uh, so we are done. God bless everybody. Keep the faith. We love you. Armor up according to Ephesians 6. Armor up with the word of God. Feed yourself with the word. Allow the Lord and commit to him taking you deeper so you can hear him more in this time to do what you have to do. God bless everyone. Have a wonderful evening. Hello, everyone. This is Amanda Grace, and I wanted to tell you, if you are interested in where you should invest financial matters, if precious metals, if gold and silver is something that you should invest in or should be a part of your portfolio, please go to bh-pm.com. That is bh-pm.com. Beverly Hills Precious Metals. Andrew Sorcini, who has been on Art of Grace before, he loves to answer our viewers' questions, is more than happy to guide you and to answer your questions and to help you in those financial matters. So please go to bh-pm.com today. Thank you, everyone. God bless. You want to support an amazing patriot that's doing so much for our country and be a blessing you can go to mypillow.com and use promo code ARK ARK to save up to 66% or sometimes more off of all my pillow products they are so much more than just pillows they have amazing bathrobes they have sheets they have slippers they of course have pillows and they even have dog beds and I will tell you a fun fact noble our pig at the animal sanctuary that many of you know and love has indeed slept on a my pillow dog bed so if you'd like to be a blessing go to mypillow.com and use promo code ARC God bless everyone if you are looking for an excellent doctor if you are looking to get healthier if you are looking for guidance go to Sherwood.tv forward slash Amanda Grace. Dr. Mark Sherwood and his lovely wife, Dr. Michelle, have the Functional Medical Institute in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Both myself and my husband, Chris, and let me tell you, God bless Dr. Sherwood because Chris was a top nut to crack on this. But Chris is finally on board and we are both patients of this. I have to tell you, they have helped us tremendously. They also have an amazing line of products that are excellent for your health and can help you get your health back on track. So if you would like to make an appointment with them or you want to go see uh, what they are all about, what products they have, you can go to Sherwood.tv forward slash Amanda Grace. If you would like to grow your own food with what we see going on right now in the world with not only food supplies, but what they are doing to our food, you can go to amandagracegrows.com. These are amazing hydroponic growers. In fact, we have one in our parrot room, and this is an indoor one we have where you can grow food all year round, actually. Vegetables all 
year round. And we are doing that actually for our birds and our animals at our sanctuary. They also have outdoor ones. They actually yield 30% more and grow the vegetables three times faster. So if you would like to learn more, go to amandagracegrows.com. God bless. And I have to tell you something, they work. It is an alternative to big pharma based on quantum physics, over 40 scripture verses written into these patches for everything from blood sugar, anxiety, pain, neuropathy, to immune system boost, dog pain. They are very sincere about um, having alternatives to big pharma. We are a big advocate of natural solutions to help with pain and, and, and blood sugar and a host of other issues. I yeah. tried the pain patches and yeah, I gave them I to my uh, VP of operations also, Ronnie. And she said they worked as well. She was yeah. quite shocked, actually, but she said they worked. So, and they worked when I used them. When you connect it to your body, the skin patch changes your brainwaves. This one is neuropathy. I actually have it on. And we use this on Toby, actually, because Toby's about eight years old. And from being paralyzed years ago and the Lord miraculously healing him, he has a little leftover with his joints and his hips. So we actually give him the doggy pain patches. What was he doing? He was running? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I walked him out and wow, he's boom. And he got power. I said, no way. And I don't know. I said, Amanda, what? What did you do to him? To <laughs> <laughs> so it's good. Hello everyone, it's Amanda Grace. I'm coming to you today to talk to you about Reawaken America. I have been humbled and honored to be a part of Reawaken America since April 2021 when the first one was had at Rima Bible College in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I have to say, I have watched so many amazing moments happen for the glory of God at Reawaken America and seeds get planted in the lives of those that are still seeking the Lord. We have seen many people uh, get set free, healed, delivered. Uh, we love to pray over people at Reawaken America. Um, I have prayed with so many uh, amazing people, which include Marty Grisham from Loudmouth Prayer, Pastor Todd Coconado, uh, who also deals in deliverance as well. And it has been uh, an honor and a privilege to pray for so many people, to be able to minister to them, for my husband Chris to be able to minister as well, and uh, for, for Clay and General Flynn to allow me to, to even speak there, to even speak and, and speak what the Lord has to say. People need the word of the Lord in this hour. That is what they need. Uh, and so, Reawaken America has been a chance for people to come and not only hear the word of the Lord um, and hear biblical teaching and be prayed for, but also to get necessary information they need because the word of God says it is the knowledge of the truth that will set you free. Um, and so it's been an incredible experience for us. We hope to see you at upcoming events uh, that are coming up this year. Uh, and we are excited to see you there. God bless everyone.